0: Should Miami go for the three right away? Just attack the basket. James catches, puts up the three. Won't go. Rebound, box. Back out to Allen. His 3 Tie game with five seconds remaining.
1: Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. Boom shakalaka.
0: Boom shakalaka indeed. It was a day. It was a morning to wake up to the news in Australia that Damian Lillard has been traded to the future NBA Finals contenders, the Milwaukee Bucks. And to chop that up and do one of the very first mock drafts after this to take about all the outcomes is Karan Talad, the swish scribe. How you doing, man? Not too bad, man. Good to be here. I've got to say, man, what is it feeling like? We're about to do a mock draft that kicks off in one minute. What are your feels going into a mock draft after this trade?
1: Yeah, I think like at a high level, I think Dame and Giannis probably still remain. End of first round, guys, potentially take a little bit of a hit. Um... I think the biggest winner has to be DeAndre Ayton moving to, to Portland. Uh, it'd be interesting to see in terms of who the fifth starter is. Is is going to be in Milwaukee? Is it going to be Malik Beasley? Is it going to be yeah. Pat Connaughton? Is it going to be someone else? Uh, they may have some back-end value as well um, in terms of how I'm looking at it. Nurkic, I think similar to what he would have been in 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 Portland had he stayed, I reckon.
0: Yeah, man. I think some of the big winners here, obviously, finally we know uh, Scoot Henderson. And Shaden and Sharp uh, are all going to have some more value. And, and Anthony Simons, the second that deal gets done for Drew Holiday, and I think the thing we got to focus on here is Drew is not long for the climbs of the uh, of the Portland Trailblazers. Like it's just not going to be – they've already said they're going to trade him out. So I think we're all waiting collectively to see where Drew Holiday goes after this, but that definitely gives a pathway open. We're on the clock. Maddie Malley from Inside Fantasy Sports is picking at one – This is going to be huge. Uh, Obviously, it's a no-brainer for him. He's going to have to take Jokic um, with that first pick. I'm going to get him on straight away for that one. You're picking from pick four today.
1: Who are you thinking, mate? I think i a I got a clear top six, right, as many people do. So, obviously, outside of Jokic, there's Embiid, there's Luka. In no particular order, there's um, Tyrese, yep. Shea, and then I have I have Tatum at six pretty clearly ahead of ahead of Steph eventually yep. and everyone else past that. So I would be hoping for I mean I, I'm pretty sure I'll get maybe one off Shea or 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 um or Tyrese or, or Luca. So that, that's that's kind 100%. of 100 percent
0: So obviously Jokic goes number one. Um Altman is now faced with the choice. As you said, Luca is creeping in very easily to be a second pick now over over Joel Embiid. Um, there he obviously goes at three and then it falls to you, obviously with pick four. I know you love your pick four, Karen. Oh, beautiful. Harley. What What do you think his yeah. potential upside is this year? Um, how, how much better does he get than last year?
1: I think a few things like, I think his, his percentages, I did a piece for this earlier on. I think his percentages are pretty much at a very mm-hmm. high level already. So the improvement he has to make is in his usage and his scoring, right? That that's the next level. Can he become a twenty-four, twenty-five point scorer, right? And he showed that over the last few months of the season that he did have that potential to ramp it up a little, little bit. So I feel like that that would then make him a twenty-four and eleven guy, twenty-four and ten guy, which which puts him firmly in in, in a top five setting, assuming his. I 100%. think, as you
0: said, there's a very clear top six, top seven this year and it pretty much has shaken out exactly where they are now. I'm at pick nine. I haven't picked from pick nine this year, so I'm a little bit nervous, but we did speak off air, mate. There is a catch for this draft and I'll put a tag at the beginning of the show. We'll record one afterwards. Yes, We have to draft two impacted players each from today's trade. So we've got to take someone from the two players from the trailblazers, two blazers from the Bucks, or two from the Suns. And we're going to try and figure out, our oh, son of a, job tracks all right well i was going to try and take dame he's he's clearly going at the eight pick son of i don't know who job tracks is but well played sir um oh shit. all right that just okay well obviously can i get someone later no look i'm gonna go Giannis. i'm gonna go Giannis. he's impacted because i think i mean it's obviously a, a punt free throws build for me now but i have a i have a really big Mm -hmm. opinion that he's going to have a not a bounce back season because he's still Giannis he's still an exceptional basketball player but fantasy wise his efficiency will improve because he doesn't have to have a high burden on him just like he did last year with Middleton out so much Damien Lillard in town opens up a pathway to Giannis to become a real powerhouse efficiency guy again pick 10 that's interesting Trey Young do you think that's
1: too early for Trey Let's have a look. I think who was on the board. So we had, yeah, we have, we have Davis on the board. Brilliant. We have Lamelo. Yeah, I would take I'd, I'd yeah. have Lamelo potentially over Trey, but I don't I don't I don't particularly hate it because I think Trey, you know what you're gonna get with yeah. him, right? With high level points, I think and he's, high level assists. Yeah, he's I think he's definitely
0: on. a very firm for me. I think you're ba- I think you're bang on, Karen. I would definitely be looking to take Trey Young in the second round, and if I could get Lamelo Ball in my first round. Oh, now that's a very interesting stack there. That's Phil Unfiltered uh, from Insight Fantasy Sports. He's taken an Anthony Edwards and Donovan Mitchell stack, or as we like to call, I just want to call a, score a shitload of points stack because I think that's what he's going for right there to get them off the board. Does this mean I could possibly... Uh, okay, I was looking at Lamelo Ball uh, coming back at that pick. As you said, he that's the furthest I've seen Lamelo fall. At pick 15, that is the furthest I have seen him go. I think I need to pair... Someone who could torch people. But I am punting. Ooh. I need points. I'm looking at getting Kyrie Irving. I'm gonna draft Kyrie. I haven't I, look, I think he's gonna score a lot. I need to buoy the uh the free throw percentage up in Giannis's team and I can always get some value around there, but I really like what Kyrie could probably do for me uh, in this build opposite Giannis. Just just like in just like in Milwaukee now, Karen. A good a good point guard with a with a good point guard, with a very good Giannis.
1: Yeah.
0: Who have you been very impressed by yeah. so far in mock drafts? When you've been doing that, who are you impressed to see going up the board more and more? Like who's someone who's got – you've got your eye on and you're kind of like maybe even a bit buyer beware. Sabonis so goes after Kyrie. Who are you buyer beware of? Like Who have you got your eye on to think they've gone too high now?
1: I think it has to be like for me, it has mm. to be Anthony Edwards. Like, and I had him in a lot of leagues last year, and I, I probably got him in like the 30s and 40s in most of them, which was I, was I was thrilled about. feel like to take him at 12, 13, yes, could he meet that potentially? He could, but you're eliminating all sorts of any, any sort of value really by taking him at like in the, in the first round because that's, that's going to be his peak. He's popped up a lot. and feel a lot of the analysts have talked up Cade. Even yep. I like Cade this year. I think he has an outside shot to be a top 15 player. But obviously, I'm not going to take him in the top 15 because that, again, eliminates any value, even though I think he has a higher chance than potentially Anthony yep. Edwards to get there. Um, I think those two names would be ones. I think Jaren's falling down a little God. bit now. Previously, if you did a mock... Oh, man, he, last was month, he was too high. And really, then he just uh, goes,
0: you, you say his name and he goes off the board right there, pick number 19. But this was a guy who was... Is- Like he was having, he was buying first round ballot. He was buying first round a drink at the bar and saying, "Hey, look at me! I'm a very sexy eleven and twelve option." And people were jumping on that. I think it's it's good that those jets have cooled a little bit now uh, for Jaron Jackson Jr. I think that's good. Designed by Emma, picked up Shea. So back to those picks. There, up to you. Ah, Mikhail Bridges, which leaves you. Who are you? Who are you looking at here, mate?
1: Yeah, this is a tricky mm. spot in the draft because you got to make a decision, right? You got to either look at a look at a LeBron, LeBron James, like you know, with his with his injuries, which could pop up at this year with his advanced age. You, you can look at a James Harden, but obviously we don't have clarity mm. on his situation. Um, a Carl Towns. Yeah, this this is a bit tricky. I'm going to lean with with LeBron just because I know that he's he's coming into the season mm. fit at the moment. <clears throat> Excuse me, and if he. If he just continue, because he's going to give his 27 points, 26 points. He's going to give you his six rebounds and eight, eight rebounds and seven assists. And I think it's pretty standard. Um, and I feel like if I go in the next few picks, I can take a few a few younger guys, a bit more, less less injury risk to kind of mask that. Um, I think but I've
0: be- been really, I'm actually going to have a look at the, um, the ADPs of some of these guys, because I can tell you right now. LeBron James is slipping in some drafts and he's sticking around in some drafts. This has been very interesting. An interesting pick by Malley's. I know, high on Cat at the end of the second round. That's great. Picking. 23 was Larry Markin and 22, James Harden. LeBron there for you at 21. Bam Adebayo, De'Aaron Fox. He's come back around pretty early. That's very early for De'Aaron Fox. 26, I would say, is the highest I've seen him. That's a very interesting pick at 26. I don't like him there. I like the player that he is. But Karan, would you say that like that, that eliminates value altogether for him?
1: Yes, I think I think he, he can get there. Yes, but in terms of what he did last year, right, and a bunch of people have spoken about. It, I think Josh did, just did a show in Sacramento a couple of days back, and his his two point percentage and his finishing at the rim was was at all levels, right? Just- and you. You we're anticipating that that comes back and we're we're looking at him potentially getting his three points three point scoring up a little bit to maybe meet this value. I mean, I know assists are really really, really valuable in these leagues. So I think maybe that maybe, you know, he's he's looking at getting an um a cushion and assist with Luca and Fox, but uh, yeah, I, I think he could potentially go towards the later part of the third round, early fourth. You know, that'd be, that'd be something I would Now,
0: with the 30th pick, Kawhi Lennon's gone off. This has been a guy who has been slipping late into the third round, early in the fourth. Ah, there goes who I was starting to flirt my look at. I'm really interested in Darius Garland this season. I mean, you've heard the stacks pod we've done. I actually like a little bit of a sexy Cleveland stack. If you can mm-hmm. pick up Donovan Mitchell in your second round – and Darius Garland in your third round, mid-value there. That's huge, and there goes another one of the guys who I really, really like. Ah, uh, now, oh, Pascal Siakam has he fallen too much now? There is definitely continuity. Ooh, ooh, I might go. You know what? I'm going to have to go another guy who's fallen down a little bit right now. Do I take? Do I take Jimmy Butler? Yeah. I take Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler at pick 33 for me is I'm unsure of the games. There's no real upside there with him. Apart from now that I know what's happening in Miami and that could possibly be getting Drew Holiday. So don't, let's not rule that out yet. Like there's every reality where Drew, the guy who was playing in Miami, sorry, in Milwaukee ends up coming to Miami because of this trade. I think that's one of the best takes I've heard so far after me, Jimmy Butler, uh, 35, Pascal Siakam. Love that value there for Pascal. 30, uh, Thirty, 34, 35 was Paul George. And at the end of the third round to close it out, Field is probably going to get more points. It's a points, 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 points for Phil. It's the P draft for him. Points for Phil. Come on, mate. Who are you going to go?
1: You could potentially go he Zach could, He's probably well. going
0: to go Zach. He's probably going to go. You know what? I reckon he's going to go Wemby. Oh damn it! That was I was hoping to get a slip. Mobley, here we go. There's the other part of that Cavs stack that I was talking about. If you, I would not, I would not be ashamed to draft Evan Mobley, 100 percent Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, we're talking about that stack. idea. So I know that you'd love the thought of it. Are there any in the concept that you really enjoy, or that you would love to have as a bit of a homer pick or some fun with that you really like value in one specific NBA team?
1: I think if you're in competitive leagues, right, you, you got to look at, I mean, any league, you got to look at the schedule you have, right? When are you ending your playoffs? What are the kind of low volume games that are there as well? Like what, what we call like quality games in Basketball Monster or, or or any other website, they'll call them that as well. And I think Phoenix has a lot of quality games just because, you know, everyone wants to watch them on national television, not on the high volume Wednesdays and Fridays. So to answer your question, I think a Phoenix stack would be good because the guys you're going to get, like if you get like a Bradley Beal or you get a DeAndre Ayton, DeAndre Ayton is called Bradley Beal or like a Devin Booker, um, Durant earlier on, you could, you're going to use them on days in which there's very little games and you're going to get the maximum value from them. And their playoff schedule is decent as well. Their back, The back-to-backs are bang in the middle. So Phoenix would be a stack for me that I would Yeah, consider.
0: absolutely. And I'm actually starting to have a little bit of a look at a Raptors stack now that I have a bit more of an idea what's going on. Like I just drafted OG Ananobi with the 40th pick. I like OG around there. Jalen Brunson with the 41st. Uh, but I like a Pascal, OG Ananobi and Barnes Little mini stack. I think there's, as you said, there's a lot of quality games there for Look, you can even get Yucca Pertle in your team later on if you're tanking free throw percentage, especially if you're a tanking free throw percentage, or even if you don't, he doesn't take a high volume enough to really ruin that for you if you buoy it by others. But he gets you some block shots, he gets you an absolutely elite field goal percentage. So that's someone who you can look to pick in for field goal percentage. And there's one of the other stack guys we're talking about for OKC, but just a great, probably probably a great upside pick there. I pick forty-two, Chet Holgren, Zach Levine at forty-three. Designed by Emma. Having a think. You've got some in your. Do you have a Q? Are you a Q guy, Karan? Is there a Q right now? Where you're you doing the infinite math in your head?
1: Yes, I do have. Um, I and like I'm. I'm the way I draft usually when I get maybe three or four picks close to where my pick is, and then I then I set a Q of five guys. Um, right now, both the guys I want are are in this uh in this queue so I can tell you you're after me, right? So I got Jordan Poole and DeAndre Aiden
0: oh, in my queue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like
1: Aiden in 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 Portland, uh Aiden potentially beats this number by ten spots. But Jordan Poole's scoring, I just wanna I'm yeah, forty five I'm gonna both of these guys slip and- these
0: guys to me in my next round man, I'm grabbing them. So I would grab them both now. Because you are not going to get them back after this. I think Jordan Poole there is a pick. Walker Kessler. um, So you've just, yeah, Poole's a possible league leader in scoring. Uh, 46 pick, he's going to boy that. I was hoping to get him because I have seen him slip into the mid to late 50s. But you're probably looking on draft day getting him anywhere from 40, to 50. Like, that's probably where he's going to settle in a very competitive cash league. And there's a bunch of analysts in this one and guys from FBI basketball, uh, guys from Twitter, where I put this out to people who are keen to mock. So this is pretty competitive. Uh, Walker Kessler there, 46 pick. Yeah. Like, this is a competitive draft, you'd say. Yes.
1: Yeah, it's, it's gone pretty much to, i mean, just looking at some of the picks, it's gone pretty much to script there in terms Dude. of most of the picks.
0: Fuck me. It's full. It's Darren Fox and Sengun. is this just the purely upside? I want to try and like create some carnage. You are, you are, you are absolutely right oh, wow. there. That is the That is a very big That is a very, 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 very big big pick right there for Alper and Sengun. Like that's extremely early, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I feel like maybe two rounds later, three rounds later, potentially. Even if you think he's he's going to mean that again, we come back to uh, m- maybe this. You know, this person who's drafting Brad Altman, like maybe he, he just wants to get his guys. Like no matter what, he enjoys watching these people play, which is also fair, I guess, in fantasy. Right? You gotta you gotta have a element of the people you the players you like to watch. This is- so maybe he's doing that. But yeah, I, I would go. A this few is true. Later. I, I oh yes, ah, I get the stack. <laughs> get, I get it. it.
0: I knew I knew yeah look DeAndre and I've got to get two guys involved in this trade. Do I get do I get two guys who are pissed off that the that, that, that were well, one that's happy? Do I get Jimmy Butler? Is he involved in the trade emotionally? I think Jimmy Butler is emotionally involved in the trade. Like he's called them out for tampering. <laughs> so technically I've got like ah AK Lovey, a son of a Zion Williamson at yeah, I was, I was looking at that, that. but you were looking, looking at Zion. That. In twelve picks, time you weren't looking at Zion in two picks after you, so you were thinking he's going to fall in the sixties. Drew Holiday to Tre Brown. This is a very interesting one. This is this is kind of going ways I didn't know or expect it to go, but I am, do I am, I am doing my head in right now. I am not going to lie, mate. This is Zion Williamson going there at fifty-four at. Uh, is a very good pick. I oh, sorry, fifty, yeah, no, fifty-four. I think it's a great, great pick because I was gonna get him now at fifty. Look, I could have possibly got him at the end of to be fair, I know Phil and I don't think Phil at the end of the 12. I put him at the turn for a reason. So I allocated guys who from inside at one and twelve at the far ends. I put us in the middle and I let everyone else go where it is so we could talk At Brandon Ingram there um is interesting. I am looking, I am tanking field goal percentage, aren't I? No, sorry, not field goal percentage free throw percentage. Mm. So guys like Jarrett Allen, Jarrett Allen could be really good for me here. Jalen Williams is a nice, Look, you know what? I probably need points and I want to go an upside points guy. I'm going to go Tyrese Maxey. Yeah, I'm going to go Tyrese Maxey. I just feel like I need the points right now. And I think there's a pathway for him this year to absolutely do some work in Philadelphia. And I need it. I, I definitely need some points and Julius Randle, Scotty Barnes, Bradley Bill, all these kind of guys who are around the board right now are out. I am going to tell you now, I am going to put in my cue, John ja Morant, early on, mm. because I think John ja Morant now, you can see that his ADP is going in the 60s. By the time that he comes back to me, it's about where he is going in a draft. If i got the ninth pick, I think I'm drafting pretty well to get away. Paolo Banquero. so he's got some big lads. At the end of that team, so Edwards, Mitchell, Turner, Mobley, and Bancaro. Interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd love two picks in this in this round, right? I really, really do like Zion. I feel like mm. I'm probably one of the, the, no, no, of the I'm one there Zion you. this year in our community. I, I, I really think like, especially in like a, a head-to-head league, he can approach top twenty, top twenty-five per game value in, in a minus one setting. If you're okay with disregarding uh, free throws. Um, And if he does get his free throws up from what he was 69%, let me look at last year for Zion, right? He was at 69% last year. He gets it to 73, right? (laughs) He gets it to 73, 72. That's that's a jump. That's a jump in rankings. That's like five or 10 spots up in rankings, right? Um, I I think there has to be one year where he comes in and he surprises us all and plays 55, 60 games. Is it likely? Probably not. But at 50, what, 57 where AK Lover got him? I, I, if if Aiden's situation hadn't happened this morning, I would have taken Zion on that pick. So I love that pick. I also really like what 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 they've done. What JNC has done with mm-hmm. Bradley Beal, feel like he could potentially beat this number by twenty, even if he's the, the third option on this on this team. He could he could beat this number by by twenty spots just by sheer number of assists that he could get a, uh, get get the team. And if he ups his three point shooting, which he might have to, given the, the people he's playing with in Phoenix. So those two picks really stand out to me in this one.
0: Absolutely agree. I think you're spot on the money there. I think that pick is good. I don't know how much he'll eclipse it. This is me though. I did say I was going to take Jar next round to help boy those points because I'm going to take some safe ones later. And I'm not going to get him back past the next round. There's no way. And I probably think you would have your eye on him at some point as well, uh, to be fair, because you're a very clever man, Karen. And I absolutely know that that's going to happen.
1: I reckon, yeah, potentially, potentially. Even though I, I'm pretty pretty okay on points, points at the moment right. in the series, so I probably need to focus a little bit more on other categories.
0: Yeah, I need to boy that up. I, I like Scotty Barnes there. This is about where I like to see this draft go. Um Yep, Jared Allen, that was a guy who I had my eye on coming back around. But that pair there, that's really solidifying in that team. Treb Brown some blocks now after getting Chet Holgren. So some of your big block experts go. Julius Randle, that's just one of the all-rounders. Like At this point in the 60s, this is where safe picks really start to go, and Julius Randle is a very safe pick. My guy houses Middleton. He's a very safe pick. I still think he's a safe pick this year. I want to talk Chris Middleton things. I think Chris Middleton is still a very safe pick about where he goes and drafts. His role doesn't change much in Milwaukee. He still needs to be that third option. He still needs to be like a third option now. It moves to be a third option from a second option. But I still think he's going to put up a reasonable amount of points because Damian Lillard is going to draw so much attention. It's going to open up the floor for him, definitely off the ball. Like his catch and shoot game, I think we're going to see an improved amount of threes a game for Chris Middleton. And I think if he's an outside perimeter threat, I, I would see him falling around the same area not maybe as the top 40 player but definitely a 60 player is definitely where chris Middleton's going to go around here and I love that pick for you gafford love that talk about G- Daniel gafford this season because his teammate Kyle kuzma who I'm high he's gone the oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean- there we go. there we go there we go first first one we've seen it scoot Henderson going at 72 straight after that talk us up to those ones man
1: Okay, so I think we we move from from Randall onwards, right? Jeremy Grant, I think that Grant, that that's that's good value there. I mean, he is gonna shoot a lot on that team. We know he likes a good shot. My my rationale on Gafford was um, I think the the center depth in that team is is very minimal at this stage. Um he doesn't hurt your free throws as much as a big man, which which is what I like, which is what I wanted to keep in this team. Um, and he could potentially block 1.5, 1.6 blocks. Um, and and for me, that's, that's a decent value at this stage to cover up for some of the Jordan Poole, Kate Cunningham, like, field goal issues um, as, as my pick comes along. Um, and now I'm going to take another big man, and then I can talk to the rest ah! of the so after that, Kyle Kuzma, yep, again. I'm even wearing the Hornets hat. This was my guy. He's fallen everywhere. <laughs> and I'm
0: tanking three percentage, and now you're tanking my day. Let me displeasingly drink
1: my coffee and look at you. <laughs> so um the other one I, I reckon right after that was yeah, Kuzma decent because he could you know he could give you a lot of points. Scoot Anderson, I, now I think we know with with Brad Altman, he is going for pure upside at this stage. um Brooke Lopez, Middleton middleton, I completely I, I'm with you on that that he he returns this value and some. Um, then after that, I feel like, yeah, Jabari Smith, Jalen Green at that level, he maybe could have, could have, could have seen them yeah. a few rounds later. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of Anthony Simons yeah. here is good. Um, and we have to draft two players each. Off, we uh, have to drop
0: two impacted assist. players each. You've got Deandre Ayton. You still need to get another one. I'm starting, they're starting to go off the board. Yes. People, these are going off the board. I'm almost going to have to desperate pick in a second. Um, and Cam Johnson's off the board for me, and I really liked Cam. Oh, man. Um, I just – I don't know at pick 80 if he returns the value, the upside value that I want for a Mecca Okongwu. I think I need to take him now. Mate,
1: I, like I like him.
0: I, I like him here because just Capella's still on the team. So until Capella's dealt, I'm, I'm this is – I'm drafting – yeah, I'm going to draft him at pretty much where – this is the up for Okon- Onyeka Okon- Onyeka oh like I like to call him the omelette. I don't know why it came to me. I just see his thing and I look at, well, I want to order an omelette when I read his name. So I call <laughs> him the omelette, Aneka Okonwu. Wendell Carter after that one. Great pick. Jakob Pertl. So this is that big man run. We've spoken about it a little bit. From the 80s, there is this round, there's this big man. You started off with Mark Williams. And I think what collectively happens in fantasy drafts right now was people shit their shorts or pants, whatever lower garment you would be wearing when they see a center go off after one hasn't gone off for a while. So everyone quickly just does what I'm doing on my screen, goes to center and starts looking through people in centers really, really quickly. And there's this massive run almost on centers anywhere between 80 and like 95, but there's some really good value, especially like Mark Williams, especially like Aneka Okonwu, Wendell Carter Jr. and Jakob Pertl. These are like Jakob Pertl is the tenured center at the Toronto Raptors. Markel Fultz, though that's a well played pick, um, eighty four. That you are drafting him at upside right there. Like this is like this is upside for him, top sixty player in fantasy. So you could potentially get two rounds of value. And I really like what Phil's doing. I think the Vassell pick was a little bit early. I did like the Bancaro pick and Mobley, but this is shaping up very interestingly. I, I'm kind of into it. I think you, I think you sniped me on one of my guys. I'm going to have to like take another big man back. Uh, oh, I
1: yeah. yeah. Tyler Hero. <laughs> oh, I wanted Austin Reeves. Tyler Hero. Is he emotionally Hero as invested?
0: As well. <laughs> could, is, could, would that be a guy who's emotionally impacted by this trade? Because Tyler Hero. I think he did tweet something right yeah. after,
1: right? He tweeted he something. He did. That I think I um, that.
0: I'm going to take one guy now who I think has fallen way too far because a per minute basis, Robert Williams now is this is a – I've got too many centers, though.
1: Um,
0: I'm going to take – you know what? I need another guard. I need some more assistance and things like that and points. He's dependable. He's trustworthy. He is CJ McCall. I'm going to pick up CJ because I do need some more guard flexibility in my team, especially with Ja Morant being out those 25 games. I do have a, I do have a little bit here with Kyrie, Tyrese Maxey, uh, Bajar, but I'm going to boy that in between with CJ McCollum. I just – I like CJ. He's a good guy at the end of the day. And if I can put him in my fantasy team and reap some rewards of the floor general, in what I think – I have this thing that this season, the Pelicans are going to be a more dependable basketball team. They will be the, – like you said with Zion earlier – if this is the season that he's healthy, we're going to see a fundamentally well run organization that competes well. And that's going to have a benefit to CJ McCollum, especially, uh, especially at the end of the 80s. Uh, but after that, Draymond Green, Terry Rozier at pick 91, uh, sorry, 90, pick 91, Jalen Duran, and up to pick 92.
1: Yeah, I like I like the the CJ pick. I was looking at him for some points as well as I'm thinking about my pick. And even Terry as well. I think at this point you could take him because he, he returns this and maybe there's like 10 spots of upside there. Now I got to make a decision between... Gotta, things. That... I take Miles Bridges. Yeah, I'll, I, I like Miles Bridges. Bridges. I was looking at Bridges
0: too. I, I like him. And now it starts to get to the zone because this is the thing. You want to take those guys that have top 100 value, but do you take them too early? So if you're taking them from ninety to one hundred ten, it's safe. It's like you're not getting much upside, but you are getting a player who you think is going to be around that value at the end of the day. It's okay to take these safe picks to boy your draft a little bit, isn't it, Karan?
1: Absolutely. You got to you got to get a mix because if you go pure upside, your first four picks, right? Like maybe. Um, someone's gone like Brad Altman, or maybe you go like high injury risk guys in your first three, four picks. You get a combination of ooh. LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, Anthony Davis, like two of those. Ooh, ooh.
0: Yeah, Trey Murphy, Murphy nice. nice. He slipped. But before that, I'm more curious. That's one of the first times I've seen Ben Simmons go inside the top 100. We talk about this season bounce back Simo, like we talk about him coming back and being a better player this season, but people are still drafting him around 110, 120. So this is probably the first time that I've seen him go. Just at the end of the 100, probably in the last week. Like he's going in this next round. Like he's definitely going in in round nine, round 10. Collins after that, mm. Valentunas at pick 99. Who will be the 100 pick in the 100th pick lotto? That is the curious thing. CP3. What do you think of his role this year? Yeah, I think that's a 100 value. Again, he will be a top 100 player. You're getting him at pick 100. It almost makes perfect sense. Yes,
1: yeah, so I can tell you who I'm looking at. I'm looking at. I mean, I'm not. I don't usually draft him, but I, I do need a little bit of, of maybe some threes there. So I was looking at Clay love Thompson it. right love now. It. Like, if anything, he's going to give you love it. You know, like four threes a game, um, or potentially to just really map out those assists, like a, like a Trey Jones. Um, and I, I think there's a sneaky chance that he actually. Outranks his uh, his brother this year. I think I think there's with Cameron Payne gone in in San Antonio. Yeah, they could run Sohan at uh, at the point, but I think he's going to get his 30 minutes, but I will go. I think for that's a
0: great pick, cool. especially when you're getting him. This is a guy who could return 100 top 100 value. You're getting him at pick 100 pretty much on the bunny. That's a great pick. Like I think Trey Jones will have the it's a, look it's a, it's a youth movement in San Antonio and Austin Reeves made a really interesting like conversation this week about like going to San Antonio. Like he goes, I always want to be with the Lakers, but of course they entertain it. There was a conversation. I definitely think in that conversation when they were talking about what the team's going to be, I think they said like the team's going to be Trey at point, you know, Wemby at the theme we got Vassell, we've got K- like Keldon, and then you're going to be our shooting guard. I definitely think there's a, like when they let out their youth core to him, the point guard, the guy who's going to run the ball is going to run through Trey Jones. And then start with him. Robert Williams is a great pick there. I was... I've already got my centers, so I didn't go for another one. But Robert Williams was exactly who I was going to pick because now i pick 103. Zach Collins, I think, is early because his upside is, is – I don't think it's there. I think next round is probably where it should be at. But I've got some interesting choices to make next, I'm pretty sure. Because I like Buddy Heald and D'Angelo Russell around now. Like these are
1: – Yeah, problem. No problem. No problem with
0: that. Because even if because Buddy was gonna get traded. What do you think of that news from Indiana? I'm also I'm also conscious that I need to get another person who's been impacted by this draft. Very, very soon.
1: It's me. I have a few guys in mind who I feel like will slip to me, like in in this. Uh, but in in terms of yeah, I think I think Buddy, like obviously there's an uncertainty over where he goes. But I reckon wherever he goes, he's going to give you those three, three and a half, three pointers on you know, decent percentages. Um, he's going to return maybe top hundred value, top hundred and ten value. Um, and if he goes to a situation where they make him start, right, then then it's even then it's even more. So I reckon at this point, that, that is perfectly all right to do. If you did it two or three rounds earlier, maybe, oh, maybe not. But i really like Tobias Harris there as well, especially with uh, with uh, with what's happening with, with potentially with James Harden and and, and the ability to of, of Tobias Harris to then scale up a little bit if, if he moves and depending on the... Yeah, the and,
0: and Harris at, 100, at 106 for me makes sense. It fits my team, fits my build. I was very unhappy. I was very, very happy that uh, Trap Traps Dizzle, Manizzle, took Bruce Brown because I wanted Bruce Brown coming back to me. I love his eligibility right across the board. I love what he brings to Indiana. That's one guy that I have had my eye on uh, quite a lot. Uh, For me, Tobias Harris is a safe pick. I call him Houses Harris. Uh, Karen, if you haven't heard my – oh, Josh Hart. Phil, come on, man. He's taken some nice picks with the Austin Reeves and the uh, Josh Hart pick. I'm not going to lie,
1: but they're not bad at all. Um. I definitely did not. I wanted him not to take Austin Reeves. I wanted Austin Reeves for sure because I feel like Anthony Davis and LeBron are going to miss games. Yeah. And I have LeBron, right? So that's another thing to keep in mind sometimes in drops, right? So I'm not usually a fan of, like, I know in, I'm not, I don't do NFL fantasy, but I know in NFL people do, like, uh, they handcuff, you know, whatever the players are. I'm not a big fan of it in, in NBA as much, but with certain players, it can make sense. Like, for example, if you. Like, uh, this player hasn't been drafted, but that's fine. It's just us right now. Like, Christian Wood, right? He may play... When Davis is there, he's going to play, like, 20 minutes, 22 minutes, and return, standard league-ish value. So you could have him, if you have Anthony Davis, you could have him on your bench, and he's still giving you value. And when Anthony Davis misses, if and when he misses games, then you just plug him in, and that's a top 60, top 70 player. In those kind of situations, I feel like a, a handicap does... can make sense, right? Whereas... Other times it, it potentially. Doesn't.
0: I'm going to drive Clint Capella for that exact reason because you've mentioned it. Because I do want to flirt with the theory as handcuffing because mm. I do have Aniyah Kakaonga in my team. I've got the omelet, but the starting yeah. center is still Clint Capella and he's on the board right now. I let Robert Williams go last time. I am going to take I am going to take Capella there because I just think clearly he is the best person for me at this point in time with the and also I'm punting free throw percentage a little bit on this one uh, by basing my draft around uh, around Giannis. I'm not exactly. I don't like drafting at nine. This is one of the. This is the first time I have played with it. We've got to definitely look out. But this is the thing. This was the exercise to see where guys were going to go, who were impacted, and I think we can like learn some lessons there when we see where Scoot Henderson has gone earlier on. So we can see that he's clearly moved up the rankings. We can see that DeAndre Ayton has clearly moved up the rankings. We can see that Anthony Simons has clearly moved up the rankings as well. Uh, Chris Middleton has. Being around where Chris Middleton's going, we've obviously got solidified um, Damian Lillard and Giannis in the first round. And I think the rest of the chips, especially around Drew Holiday, I was surprised to see in this draft him go early. That's speculation. Like that's definitely like an upside speculation pick with where he's going to end up you're like returning that value at the end of the day. And there was my other impact guy. Beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I want to too. the
0: job. And Nurkic. You just got you oh, absolute – did you message – do you know these guys? Did you say, hey, by the way, try and, like, make me mad and take every player involved in this draft just before I go? <laughs>
1: That's murky. They're probably listening <laughs> in somehow because they're they, they, they just – Why? Oh, oh, man. Yeah. Now that, that throws that, back, a bit of a spanner. if anyone says anything. That throws a bit of a spanner. There is a spanner is for that one. we go at this point? Getting to that upsidey y really stage wherein I may just... All right, let's 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 do it, man. Let's, let's roll some it.
0: dice. Oh, man. I like that. See, I'm, I'm really big on him this season. I think there's... With how many rounds of value? We've got one, two, three, four rounds of value left. I do think it is early, but I do think this is where he's going to start to go the closer the preseason <laughs> comes. Because I think there is every chance that he ends up starting. Yeah. They said they're not going to start him. I, I like Asua Thompson. They've said they're not going to, but I think that can change very quickly in Monty Williams' system.
1: Absolutely. And and see, even I I would have liked to get him in round 11, round 12. Then the way, way I look at this, right, if I have now gone for an upside pick in round 10, in round 11 or 12, I may go for a safe-ish pick. By that, I mean like a guy who's a starter, who's going to give you top 120 value with yep. a little bit of upside, you know. Uh, maybe like ten spots of upside, but not like fifty spots of upside, right? Then you kind of—that's how you balance your draft in terms of when you look at an upside pick versus taking someone with a with a higher. Floor. Yeah,
0: no, a hundred percent. And I think this is where you have to. It's like you, like you said, handcuff. You got to give with one hand and take with the other. So where is someone falling to you, even if it's a south pick, a safe pick, like Tobias Harris for me? He fell to me. He was just outside the top one hundred. I'm like you're going to be a top 100 player. It's not a. It's not an attractive pick. It's not sexy. I'm not going to go and tell everybody, oh, my God, you're not going to believe how good my Tobias Harris pick was this year. Oh, my God, guys. You know, that's what we... We reserve those upper echelons of conversation for like the Lowry market and breakouts. Like, oh, my God, man, I got Lowry in like the seventh round. Everyone's like, I hate you. But no one's going to be saying that about Tobias Harris.
1: Yeah, uh, but, but but still, I mean, he he's he's he's, he's solid, man. His, his rebounds, he's he's solid. Does I don't think so at anymore?
0: all. There's a this is interesting. Jaden Ivey, I like that pick. TJ Washington, is it? So this is some upside time.
1: Is it getting time? Is it getting time for the the biggest? going <laughs> do it. it? Uh, you're probably going to do it? it. who is, is I it? You, it? you, say, no, you can't oh. say you're going to have to do it I and mean, then come the after. I'll react. I'll react. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Reed. I was looking at it. Yeah. But
0: I I do have considerations of Paul Reed, but I'm also shit scared not meeting my quota of having two people involved in the draft. So I like Pat Williams there for you. I I think that's fair. Um, Like this. Ah, Tara Eason. Yeah, the upside guys are starting to come off the board. It's an upside Fiesta. Mm
1: hmm. Somehow I've leaned into a punt threes build even with drafting Jordan Poole, which is fine. So that's another thing in drafts which you gotta pivot. Um my, my threes are not looking good at this stage, even though you can get threes laid or There yep. goes Poole. Yep. there yep. goes Therese. And Even though you can get threes late in drafts, but you just gotta pivot. Like right now, my best three-point guy, I think, would be Jordan Poole, obviously, and then maybe Tyrese. And Tyrese is yeah, that that's it really. LeBron's bang average on in threes so now i'm in a punt threes building. now i'm needing um, so and then, I'm, the, the, now i'm needing has... threes
0: so i'm looking at just saying that i'm like you know think kevin Herder, regular season hero kevin Herder, because god knows he didn't show up in the playoffs to sacramento last year uh redemption so um
1: yeah.
0: I, now a pick 120 what am i 129 oh yeah there's no problem with Ke- kevin Herder with 129th pick um like no, no worries at all, on. taking Kevin Herter there. I think that's a fine pick, though I am probably starting to look for some upside uh, in some of my rookie flyers. Shaden Sharp went, jeez, i got to... Oh, mate, this is going to do my head in a little bit, I think. I- I'm going to say the name who I'm looking at, I guess one of the people who was most impacted by this draft currently, has to be Drew Banks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, I'm going to just queue him up because he still hasn't gone off the board. And I don't know if you're keen, uh, Gary Trent. I like that pick. I like Gary. Sohan, another great pick. I'm, I'm gonna go- take another.
1: Sohan, is I like that. Pick. But
0: there's another guy I'm gonna get because I haven't got him in my last couple. If he comes to me right now, oh, you know what? Phil's probably gonna take him because I talk him up so much. Don't piss me off, Phil. Don't take Obi Toppin. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy, Phil. He's got twenty five seconds. I feel if I'm going to jump on a phone call, and you might hear me swear somebody out very quickly. If Phil takes Obi Toppin, Ah! (laughs) where is he? I'm Phil, you bastard. I'll put him on speaker. This is going to be Phil's. He he doesn't know we're recording this. I'm going to. This is this is this is. I'm actually I'm actually kind of heated about this. You better answer, Phil. He's taken Obi token right there with hundred and thirty four pick. Armen Thompson was where we were looking. No answer. Phil, you need to call me back. I'm gonna absolutely go ahead. That's that's my sort of upside pick. I, there. Like-, I like that a lot.
1: Amen is great. I mean, just just compare it with that. I got Osar, right? So so I I potentially got him a little early, like definitely got Osar maybe early, but maybe you're right. This comes in on draft night. But Amen in round 12, Amen could beat Osar, right? I I love that pick. Yeah, yeah. I
0: really like it too. You know what? I'm going to have to go. I'm going to put Drew Eubanks in the queue. I've already got my center, but now I'm starting to look around and there's guys like Sadiq Bey who have roles in their team. I'm not going to get back and Mm. I think it really just solid picks because I'm trying to get that small forward, power forward spot filled up because I've got those guards, I'm going to have to go into Sadiq, which does bring me – and I'm not afraid to say the name because if you like it, I'm happy to share the knowledge because that's what this exercise is also about. I like Jalen Johnson. So Jalen Johnson is – oh, don't draft him. Don't draft him. I'm putting him in my queue. By the way, Phil's calling me back. Check this out. Here we go. Hi, Phil. How are you? Not too bad. You're a dickhead, Phil, and I hate you. Is this a reaction
1: to the top and
0: Yes, this is a reaction to the topping pick. This is also a reaction, according uh, to Karen taller as well. Uh, I just did the last name wrong, okay, mate. About the uh, Austin Reeves pick as well. And if you could just stop taking people that we want on this mock draft, that would be lovely. Hate your guts. You're a beautiful man. Make sure you check out Phil's betting on our Discord channel and his betting advice. There you go. You get a plug, but you're also a dickhead. Love you. Thanks,
1: mate.
0: And I'm honest. Mate, coming back up to you. Oh, there was the another guy that's gone off the board for AK lover, Derek Lively. That was a nice upside pick. I reckon
1: I got a pop, yeah, Josh, some, at this point.
0: Yeah, man. That's, a, that's a decent pick. That's a decent uh, pick right there. This is also now time where they, guys have got to go off the board, mate. Like dependable guys, like you said.
1: Yeah, come making up for my Osar and round ten pick, right? Josh is going to start regardless yes. if Drew goes there or not. Josh is going to start. They don't have Gabe Vincent. They don't have Max Drews. So he's going to start. Um, and then it's a question of like he's not going to return. Like I remember, Josh Richardson back in the day would give you top sixty, top seventy. No. That, we're not expecting that. We're just expecting we're getting him at one forty something. We expect that we he returns 120, 130, and that's a that's Yeah, that's a win.
0: There. That's a win. And again, these are, when you were looking at these tail end of your draft, you also want to look at guys who are going to provide you what you need, but guys who are going to provide you minutes and usage. Because right now, DeAnthony Melton, Malley's just have an absolute steal at pick 145 because he's on my radar late because he's going to have a pathway for minutes in, mm. in Philadelphia. So these are guys now that you really want to target Malcolm Brogdon. We don't know what's – he's He's a trade asset. He's not a trade asset. We don't know. Um, I just had a message from Phil as well. He's like, bro, I'm crying. So I don't know if that's – we hurt his feelings about calling him out, mate. But um, that was a lot of fun. I like it. Ah, Good. That is a good, a good pick. Game. He was okay. – that plays with my little stacks idea about the – there's a late Adla- – There's there's merit to be had for a late Atlanta stack – where you can get Sadiq Bay, Jalen Johnson, um, Bogdanovich to compliment someone earlier, like Capella or Okongwu. It's just a, this, uh, it's a very interesting late little stack of guys from the Atlanta Hawks that are going undrafted because the focus on that organization really is Dejounte Murray and Trey Young. Ah, now this is so, this is this the uh, impacted by the trade.
1: Yes, sir. I got my two guys. I still
0: haven't got my second guy. I've got oh wait, I've got two more picks. Okay. All right, good. I can take it. I can take an upside pick and then screw myself on the last one. Excellent. Someone took Kevin Porter Jr. Oh, Jalen Johnson went. Okay, well, there goes that one. Thanks, Trev. Again, people just keep on thinking about who we're going to take in our picks. Um, I'm I'm leaning into a very safe draft here, aren't I? I'm really looking into a safe draft. Like this is a very safe draft for me. I'm not against it entirely.
1: I like it. I think you you potentially in a in a disregard assist uh, assist build, which is I think some of the maybe one of the best punt builds out there this year is is a bond. You assist. know what? You know, assi- you know um,
0: Do you know who punts assist?
1: In terms of do you know who punts
0: every day of the week? Colin Sexton. <laughs> Never met a pass. He he liked. Do do I do I just feed points or do I take best overall? Do I just this could cook? Me a bit. Uh, you know, I'm going to take it. I am. i have kind of almost wanted assists in a way. I'm just going to get points because he never likes a pass. I mean, he says he wants to be an NBA starting point guard. I just don't know the validity of it. To be fair, so I'm going to take him, and I think that's hopefully going to leave me with my very last pick, the exercise that I wanted to. Where does Drew Eubanks go? Because I like Drew Eubanks as a fit inside the Phoenix Suns more than I like Nurkic. I know there was talk last week that they like the guy. Malik Monk around here, about 155, is pretty huge. I like that. But do you think Eubanks is a better fit as a starting center next to the team there than Yusuf Nurkic? Yes or no?
1: I think... Nurkic's offensive upside and his his ability to kind of pass out of the block um is gives them an additional layer in that team which could be more which would be more valuable. But Nurkic on in, in defense and his history of of, uh, of being hurt will definitely give Eubanks a chance to come in. And I would not be surprised if it ends up being a twenty eight twenty kind of kind of a situation in which case Eubanks would have uh or oh, Christian would great pick in which case uh, in which case Eubanks would have standard league value. So. Yeah, but that's, that's where I, I see a Preseason is going to be really interesting to see how they kind of... Make
0: because it. I just don't see you get... You don't get Nurk on your team and don't play him as a starter necessarily at the front. But he is often injured. Yeah. And so this is where I just... Yeah. But I like what Eubanks can bring. And also, I tweeted this today. I feel bad for Eubanks. He just gets out from under the shadow of Nurkic. He goes there to be the second option like a center. And then his guy comes back. By the way, I am again, once again, flirting with Dylan Brooks in the last round. I Do I have enough of everything else to get Dylan Brooks at the very, at the 160th pick? Because that's a lot of FIBA World, Fee-ball cup, world legend. cup legend Dylan Brooks, we should only refer to him as this guy. Let's be honest here, man. There are some guys on the board that I really like, and we can talk about them because I think it's important to talk in this. Guys, what we draft, yeah. I'm looking at guys in mind like there's guys with upside like Quentin Grimes. I'm looking at KCP, Norm Powell, um, Dylan For us, there goes, there goes Quentin Grimes. Um, yeah, I'm there's Gordon Haywood still on the board, Mr. Dependable. Like guys who aren't going to hurt me, Harris Lavert. There goes Dylan Wright. So these are the guys that I said like the last round. I do have to meet my quota though, don't I? I've got to just take you, Banks. I've got to, yeah, you've got to. Oh, I shot myself in the foot with this with this twist, didn't I? All right. Thank you, Drew. Look, I don't think it's a bad pick. I'm happy to take him and see what happens at number 60 because the second that Nurkic gets injured, people will absolutely jump on the waiver wire. And if it's a season-ending injury or something like that again, this is the guy who starts for the rest of the season. Yeah. It's, it's definitely punting free throws for me, but I'm taking Drew Eubanks to meet my quota. But there are some lovely picks to pick up here at the end.
1: Absolutely, and 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 the last two or three picks are always going to be could be waiver via fodder in, in really really soon, right? If you, if you don't see value, I got seven guys in my queue right now. I know no, you're done, so if I'll start reading some out. Like yeah. Karis Lillard, as you mentioned, the Gr- Grant Williams. Like, does he does he return some some value yeah. at this stage? Maybe Javon Carter. He's going to start in Chicago likely. Uh, if I want to boost in threes, yeah. Max Trues, um, KCP, as you mentioned, like their their depth has become thin this year, and he may. He's boring, but he may have, he's easily going to return 100%. this value. There, goes um, there you he go. Scores there. Um, Peyton Watson, right? He's um, if their front court, if Michael Porter or, or Aaron Gordon go down, or potentially Jokic goes down, Peyton Watson is going to step in. Uh, so there is value right now, and I think I'm going to go with Karis laverd just because re- there's that there's that value of oh, being he's- like the first guard. Did Keontae George go? I didn't see him go
0: off the board. Was it when I was messing around with Phil?
1: I think he did round 12. Ah, uh, uh, he Brad did
0: old. too. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that, Keontae. George, didn't see him go. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of guys, like, as you said, Advia. I have seen Keontae undrafted, but this is a very deep draft as well. But also, guys, if Cat gets moved and Nas Reed comes in, you've got Jarris Walker still in here, as yeah. you said, like upside guys in Indiana. Um, Isaiah Stewart, there's like yeah. – arguments to be made for him. But Norm Powell and Dylan Brooks at the end of this draft now are just points guys. And also with the uncertainty in a Clippers team, Norm Powell has shown himself to be a serviceable guy in these situations. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, there you go. Advia goes. So these really are those last round solid targets that people are picking up at the last round. Like, I think this is probably one of the seasons, Karen, that you'd argue that there is really good picks at the end of your draft. Like there's a solid there's a solid floor in the NBA now. There's not a lot to be like, oh, well, I've got to take Anthony Black, for
1: example. Anthony, we're Absolutely. I still have more guys. Obi White as well. You know, he could potentially pop a two or three threes. Luke Kennard for the first 25 games. Let's see what happens in Memphis. Does he start? Gabe Vincent as well. There's talks of there being a training camp uh, battle between him and yep. D'Angelo Russell for who's going to start. If, what if he wins that and he gets 28 to 30 minutes? He's going to return this value. Um, so there are the Javon Carter we mentioned earlier as well. There are guys out there right now who potentially could come in and give last round value. Yeah,
0: I think that. that's what we're really, like it's important to have a look at. Let's go through your team as well. Let's let go by your order. So let's talk us through where it shook out at the end of the day. Again, this was a bit of a twist mock in reaction to the Damian Lillard trades to the Milwaukee Bucks today. We wanted to do the experiment one of the first mocks that we hopefully that listeners and viewers around the world can watch with where guys went as a result of this draft. So uh, I picked up one guy later on, but you wanted to. We had to get two. That was the that was the description that we gave each other, right? We've got to pick up two guys who are somehow impacted by the draft today. So talk us through your team, man.
1: Perfect. So I got Tyrese at Ford, pretty stock standard. Um, I got LeBron in, in round two. I was the consideration was between him and James Harden, potentially Carl Towns as well. Uh, but I took LeBron just to solidify those assists and points. Then in round three, I got one of my one of my favorites this, this year, mm-hmm. which is Cade. Um, another person in consideration there was, was Kawhi, potentially yeah. Garland as well. Um, even, even actually, even um, um, Butler there I considered. And then moving to round four, Jordan Poole. And then the first first one for our uh, for the challenge we had was DeAndre Ayton. I think I got him in, in round five. I think he can return one more value on top of this if, if things go to plan in Portland. Then after that, there was a run of big men that, that was going on. So Daniel Gafford, Mark Williams, um, to solidify the, the big men stats and then also to not hurt my free throws as much. Then uh, Miles Bridges, just see if he can come back and return that kind of value. Trey Jones, uh, Amen Thompson. Amen Thompson was my upside pick in round 10. Osar um, uh, Thompson, that is. I uh, was my upside pick in round 10. Could potentially get him around later, but I, I, I'm okay with that at this stage. Patrick Williams, Josh Richardson. this Then, then the second player from our challenge, I got Malik Beasley. Well, he doesn't necessarily fit like my bill. I, I think I came out okay mm-hmm. in threes in the end. But he he could start play twenty eight, twenty nine minutes and all he does is shoot threes. He could give you three or four threes in those in those minutes and which which has its own value. Um and then last pick was Karis Levert, which was again upside pick in terms of if he's the first card off the bench and if, if you know Mitchell or, or Garland missed some time. He comes in as well. And he will probably give like 140, 150 standard league value anyways. So that was my team. Uh, not necessarily punting anything really. Like I think that I'm not particularly strong in any one category. I've, I've disregarded turnovers yep. entirely. I think I'm okay in assists and steals. But overall, it's, it's a pretty much balanced team, which is the kind of approach I go for. There are merits to it. Uh, there are downsides as well, because you're not particularly strong in anything, then you may lose out to those heavy
0: punches. Yeah, 100%. And it's good to see people in the chat and the draft room as well saying, thank you for a good one. Because it was a good draft. It was a good draft. It was competitive for everyone to take care of. I'm, look, this is a team that I'm not overtly happy with. I mean, I like it. I like how it's shaped. I look, I don't think I'm bad. I, I think I'm probably top five in the draft. I think it's competitive at the top end, which I like, but it would be one that I'd have to, I'm going to make some trade assets because I went some safe picks. But my big coup here, I think, was Jar Morant because, again, I like to look at what I'm going to get. I like to reassess mm. where I get in 25 games. Like I don't worry about it. I think I've drafted strongly enough to be like I want to be top half. So if, this is my biggest advice this season. If you are taking guys like Jar Morant or Bridges who is also suspended for some games, you want to draft strong off the rip knowing that you're going to be – all your estimates are going to be based on value for a season. But you take out a quarter of a season by way of Jar Morant – and then I'm going to, if I can boy myself, if I can get through, be competitive in my league, then it's on from the second that I get him back. And that's when I really want to look at what's coming from those games on until the end of my fantasy season. So this is where I do like who I've got. And I've got some good picks here. I've got Giannis, again, he is impacted by the draft. Kyrie in the second round. Jimmy Butler late in the third round, which I think is a nice pickup there, especially he's emotionally impacted. By this, So I pretty much picked it off in my first three, as we said, Karen. OG Ananobi, I love. Why? Because the Raptors did not want to move him. He was an immovable piece in any trade talks. So that was absolutely huge because I know they're going to put a lot of stock and trade in him. Tyrese Maxey was a shaky pick for me. Uh, Zion went out that round. DeAndre Ayton went that round. Giddy went that round. Jalen Brown went that round. And Bradley Beal, who was also impacted, I was toying with. But I did go Tyrese Maxey. Do think there's upside there just in case that upside doesn't permeate and Harden's still around for some God knows reason. I've make sure I picked up Moran because I really want that back-end value. Uh, the Omelette, aneka Okonwu, and then CJ McCollum, who I just, he just slipped way too late for me. Like CJ that late in a draft around the hundreds. I, I think that's on a very solid Pelicans team. Tobias Harris there as well. Clint Capella, again, guys who fell to me. Uh, Kevin Herter, Sadiq Bey, Colin Sexton, because I just wanted to throw as many points at the situation as possible. And again, Someone who needs points in my league, he's a trade asset. And because I cooked it with all the emotional uh, investment of the earlier players, I just took Drew Eubanks at the end as my stock standard uh, there to make sure that I had two players who were heavily involved in the draft. I think we can take away, though, the biggest picks here. Uh, we had a look at Altman. He jumped on Scoot Henderson here. Uh, Scoot went in this draft today. Uh, where did he go? He went at the end of the uh Second, he went at the beginning of the sixth round. One, two, three, four, five. Beginning of the sixth round, Scoot shot up in value two. And that then brought attention onto Anthony Simons, who went on the turn back in the seventh round, the fifth pick in the seventh round. So in this 11th pick, sixth round, and Anthony Simons, the two guys in Portland, is this where you saw them going?
1: I think it's quite early to say because we just heard about the Dame trade this morning. But I I think, you know, that's again eliminating, in my opinion, like Scoot Henderson's value, right? We all, we know that rookie guards, when they come in, point guards especially, they look at Darius Garland years ago, right? Mm -hmm. They they struggle with their percentages a lot, typically, right? Just adjusting to the NBA game. Rookie big men typically make the biggest impact. Look at last year, Walker Kessler, right? Jalen Duran. Um, Mark Williams when he started started to get minutes. I think, yeah, maybe he can return this value, but I, I, I think it we, will be interesting to see where his yeah. ADB falls in about two or three weeks' time when we're all 100%. And
0: I think it's interesting to see that he's gone now in the sixth round when this was a guy going in the ninth or tenth round. Again, this is the upside. When we talk about upside, you want to get value. You don't want to completely eliminate all of the value when you draft. Uh, and Simon's sure. here, seventh round, fifth. We've seen Shaden Sharp. He went later on as well. He went in the uh, 10th round as the 7th pick. The really curious one is the big question mark right now under Drew Holiday. I'm looking for where Drew Holiday went. Basically, I'm just looking for... There's a lot of people that wear headbands in the NBA, but I was very uh, curious. He was 5 wasn't he? Yeah, there you go. Five pick seven, Drew Holiday. I think with the uncertainty, I think we can what we can collectively say is that he's still a very dependable basketball player, and provided he's in the right situation for a team like Miami, he is going to be a very serviceable guy, and he's you wouldn't think he changes much, maybe drops back around, maybe two
1: yeah. Yeah, I think any spot he's going, his situation is going to be like Milwaukee. Like he's like, even if it's, for example, like what if he goes to yep. the Clippers, right? What if there's something with Harton where he goes to the Clippers? He'll be like the third option there. He'll do what he did in Milwaukee. So I think, yeah, fairly safe. Like I don't see a, a team which takes him in and says you're the first, first, not, not never the first, but the second option. Right? I don't see yep. that happening. Uh, so yeah, I, I feel like this is his, this is his floor. This is his potentially. His season yeah, hundred
0: percent. And I guess the other big name that everyone's got their eyes on right now is Deandre Ayton. He went in the fifth round, fourth pick on the way back up after the turn after Josh Giddey, DeMar DeRozan, Jalen Brown territory, Jamal Murray went after him, people taking flyers on Zion Williamson based on health, but also after guys very much interested Dilly to say, like after Yama after Holgren, after Claxton, after Kessler, after Shingun, after KP. So if you're looking at names on the board, this is where he's come after. So it does still say that depending on what you're targeting because he's not known as an elite rim defender by any means. I mean, he can get you a block here and there, but it's he's still just going to he's going to be stats is the efficiency going to not be great? quite possibly like what kind of game are they going to run in portland that we need to see that shake out in the preseason or somehow before we can say that deandre ayton should probably definitely be going in front of these other guys i think that's the other lesson we can take away from this
1: no absolutely i think his adp like if it wasn't for our challenge right i would have let him go for round six because that's where his adp is right now if you look at his adp on fan tracks is what 66 at the moment (laughs) yahoo is 54 um so Yahoo Yahoo's 54, which is kind of where I got him, but, but I would have let him go one more round and I would have definitely take, yep. taken Zion if the trade hadn't happened, but also given the challenge and given I feel like he can return this, but you're right, right? I mean, his b- shot blocking is... It doesn't give you I defense. Mean, when is it ever going to come back? He, yeah, he, do- a- he doesn't play
0: defense. For a center, yeah. he doesn't he- defend well. Like I'm not... I mean, like he's done some great blocks in those... Remember that Buck series in the finals where he gets a great block in the game, like he wins? Oh. Great, he, he did some stuff. And then he got... he. Face creamed on a poster by Giannis, and I don't recall him blocking a shot ever again. I mean, I know he has, but it it just—it just—he doesn't—he doesn't doesn't defend that rim at an elite level for a center, and he doesn't steal the ball at an elite level. He turns it over a bunch as well. Like he is like one of these like centers that do give you a a, a higher degree of turnovers. Not exactly the safest, especially when Chris Paul was your pick and roll partner, which is just like gravy, you'd say.
1: Correct. Correct. I think the. I mean, if you look at his last four years in short blocks, I know we're talking about DeAndre Ayton, but I feel like it's important because he's probably the biggest piece fantasy-wise in this trade. Look at his last four years, 1.5, 1.2, 0.7, 0.7 blocks, and then 0.8 it's last block year game. is his. Is my his center needs to get
0: me game. a block a game. A center yeah. needs to get me a block a game if I'm uh, drafting yeah. them. I mean, I like that to be my prerequisite. I don't have a lot yeah. of prerequisites, but you being shit at something that I need from the center spot, is not going to help me out in my fantasy game as much as... I I mean, yeah, you might score and you might get me rebounds, but I do want, like, how's this? If I ask you to draft a point guard, Karen, what would you like from your point guard? Just as a rule.
1: I mean, if he can give some assists. (laughs) There you go.
0: I'd like some assists. I'd like him to get in some lanes and get me maybe a stealer game or close to a stealer game. I'd like to have him good at free throws. throws. I mean, I know your field goal percentage isn't going to be great, but if you could get me 450, 460... Fair. If you're gonna be elite like a Shea Gildas Alexander or like a DeAaron Fox, amazing. But that's what I expect from the position. So there are things that we can expect, although they don't all correlate, where we really can milk some value in fantasy is when we get out of position things, like a Josh Hart, out-of-position rebounds. We talk about Jokic, we talk about Sabonis as these elite, elite playmakers. Like let's let's give flowers to DeMontus Sabonis as also being an elite playmaker and facilitator from that center spot, because that really unleashed the Kings last year. So what do you get back from him? You get those spots. You do get the occasional block for Savonis, but you also get extra. You get extra, and that's what you want to get in fantasy.
1: Exactly right, and yeah, I think I think for Aiton, the biggest step—if forget his assist, he's he's never gonna get you assist—but I think the biggest step for him has to be points. If he can get his points up to above twenty, he gives some more value there. But yeah, enough enough uh, you know, about Aiton as well. I think in terms of Agreed. the bonus, yeah, yeah, you know, we l- I like to see how his uh, how how his game ups from last year as well. Can he? Like where, it, where is the value for him to, to up his game? 100%.
0: And, and talk about upside. Talk about what you got in the works. Make sure everyone checks out our friend Karan Talwa 27, underscore Talwa 27 at Twitter. What do you got in the works with your uh, with what's coming up for you, man? We can plug, 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 plug.
1: Perfect. So yeah, follow me on, on, on the handle over there. And I've been working with FBI, doing some content with, with the guys, Noah, with, with B-Dub, Matt, and, um, and, and working with them on it, and Adam King, obviously. I do have my own website, Swisscribe as well, which is running content in parallel to FBI. So check that out on my on my Twitter. Uh, we're going to ramp stuff up at FBI over um, in the next few weeks as well. Just given all the redraft leagues are going to start. World the Cup, FBI yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The o- big World Cup is start, coming up. Uh, yeah, the World Cup's going to start. So it's it's, it's now it's, it's go time. It's actually the busiest time, as you know, for everyone who's into fantasy the next three weeks. So Absolutely. Sorry. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you for checking this out. Check your draft boards. We'll be reworking them with this trade news of
0: Damian Lillard going to Milwaukee today and the impacts coming up in the next week. Check it out. Take care. Make sure you like and subscribe to the videos. When we hit 1,000 subscribers on YouTube, we're giving away an NBA jersey. Your favorite team, your name on the back, your number. How do you want it? However, you like it, you can get it by subscribing. Big thanks out to our sponsors, well, Fantasy Z Scores, Standard Squeeze, where you can use the promo insight and insight 15, respectively, to get a big discount. And our guy, Ryan H, at Ryan from Astute Newstead. If you need a finance advice here in Australia, make sure you check out the link below. Ryan's got you covered with advice. It's confidential and you
1: can trust. Take care, all.